Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we continue with our American stories. Up next, you'll hear a story from Lex Ginger, a woman who has a remarkable journey and is quite possibly the only person to be sworn in as an attorney in the maternity ward of a hospital. Here's Lex. I'd always known that I could potentially have fertility issues. So I have something called polycystic ovary syndrome where you have like little cysts all over your ovaries and it can make getting pregnant kind of difficult. So I'd always been told that when I was starting at 18. And since then I've even discovered I have a blood clotting disorder called factor five, which makes miscarriages very likely. It makes maintaining a pregnancy very difficult, higher chance of stillbirth, et cetera very dangerous. I had told my husband early on while we were dating that I wasn't sure if I could get pregnant and everything and he said that didn't bother him whatsoever. We were in love, etc. We then got married six months later. So we celebrated our one year anniversary like a month before we got married. I think people probably from undergrad thought I'd lost my mind for a second, but once you meet Patrick, it all makes sense. He's literally such an amazing person and 
it was just when you know, you know type of thing. And then in October 2018, we decided that we would try this one month in October. And if it didn't happen, we were gonna hold off until summer 2019 because I had to take the bar, which is a test that attorneys have to take to practice in their state and become licensed. So we tried for it and then two weeks, three weeks later, I thought, well, this is probably not gonna be super accurate because of the PCOS, but hey, might as well. I peed on the stick and I put it down in my bathroom and then I went about my day, I didn't even look at it. I ran errands around town. I didn't even think I was pregnant. I'd even, it wasn't even a thought in my mind that I could even possibly or potentially be pregnant. So I literally didn't look at, <laughs> I didn't look at the stick and then in the afternoon, it just like occurred to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. I probably should look at it, you know, just to see. And it said pregnant and I was just over the moon. First thing as I did is I called my doctor and they said, okay, we want you to come in today, Friday, and do a blood work test and then come back in Monday and I believe Wednesday and then we're gonna see the levels of your blood work. Pregnant women have something called HCG. It's the pregnancy hormone and you should see it double every 48 hours. They told me because, you know, it was so early on, they felt like it might be a chemical pregnancy and they didn't want me to get my hopes up. So I went and did the test and it was 200. And then I went back again and it more than doubled. It was 800. And I remember like the third time it was like 1,400. And I remember asking the woman on the phone, I'm like, is this okay? Is this, is this normal? I'm like a little nervous. And she said, oh no, this is, this is great. This is like a really healthy pregnancy. It's not a chemical pregnancy whatsoever. So we're gonna set you in for your first, you know, ultrasound appointment at six weeks. And we went to it and on the screen, we saw one yolk sac and we saw, you know, what appeared to be just one baby on the screen as we thought and expected. And I remember the doctor saying, wow, this is just the strongest fetal heartbeat. I almost want to ask the other doctors to come in and hear it because it's so amazing how strong it is. So we look at the screen, everything's looking healthy, everything's looking great, strong heartbeat, we're excited. I'd been feeling really great at this point. I thought, oh, I got away with not getting morning sickness. It runs in my family. I woke up at, I remember it was dead on the money, seven weeks, I could hardly open my eyes. Like they felt like they were shut. For a couple of days, I wasn't able to even keep down water. So I called my doctor's office and they told me, hey, we can give you a prescription for the medication, but we really wanna see you, um, at least to pick up the prescription, maybe just you know have a look over you. But it should be no big deal, we have an appointment in an hour. I told my husband, Pat, you know, I have this nausea check-in. The doctor's office was across the street from her house. I said, please, he's an attorney. He had court every morning. I said, please do not come to this appointment. I don't want you missing work for it. It's just a prescription pickup. So I go to the doctor's office with big sunglasses on and a solo cup full of ginger ale. And the doctor saw me and they're like, you know what, you look, you look really bad. Let me just give you a quick ultrasound and make sure that everything's okay with the baby because I know you've been throwing up so much and you look dehydrated, you might need an IV, etc. And she starts doing the ultrasound and I feel like at the time, it just was taking a really long time. And she just seemed like she was concentrating so hard on the screen. And I started kind of getting a little nervous. And the doctor, after minutes, <laughs> minutes and minutes, looks at me and says, do you know you're having twins? 
like in shock. And I look at her and I just say, oh no, I'm not. And she says, yes, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. And she said, yes, you are. And I said, there is no way. I was just here last week and there was one. And, and they, don't, they don't multiply like that. What are you talking about? And she's still like looking and looking and looking and looking at the screen. And she looks just so concerned. And the way she was talking to me was just not in like a happy positive, like, oh my gosh, you're having twins. It was like, you're having twins. And I'm like, and I said, are they conjoined? And she looks at me and says, they might be. Let me explain. Twins normally each have their own yolk sac and there's just one here, but there's clearly two heartbeats. So they're either conjoined or there's something called monoamniotic monochorionic twins that are not conjoined. You know, I obviously start asking her questions because I'm thinking, okay, there's a chance that they're not conjoined. Mono, mono, that doesn't seem so bad. Like, I, I don't even know what that really means. And she tells me, well, monoamniotic monochorionic means that your twins have one placenta and they're in the same sac together. And I look at her and I'm like, okay, you know, still not really understanding. I said, okay, well, how many times do you see this a year? You know, what's, what's the prognosis, so to speak? And she looks at me and she says, I've never seen this in my entire career. And then she kind of walked away to this cabinet and pulls out a medical textbook, flicks it open. I joke and say, I feel like she blew dust off of it. That's what it felt like. But she flips to the back and says, you know, there's three sentences on monoamniotic monochorionic twins. You are one in 10,000 to one in 60,000 pregnancies a year in the United States. They have a 50% chance of surviving the first trimester. If your pregnancy makes it past 12 weeks in the second trimester, you have about a 30% chance of miscarriage, whereas the average chance of miscarriage is about one to 5%. So it's very dangerous. And really the likelihood that you're gonna make it past 12 weeks is, is pretty slim. Meanwhile, my husband's not there. This is a lot of information to take in. I start crying and I'm just bawling my eyes out. I had left my phone in the car in you know, my haze of feeling so sick and I was just practically gonna have a panic attack to be honest with you. And the doctor just starts explaining that they're so dangerous because Twins are usually in separate sacs and that's what really keeps them safe. It keeps them from compressing. It keeps their umbilical cords from tangling. It keeps them from doing all kinds of things. Like twins aren't actually supposed to touch skin to skin in the womb. They're not supposed to be able to hold hands or hug or anything because all of those things are just so dangerous. Just telling me all this information, I'm just like mind blown. It's a lot for me to take. And I remember my doctor who's a very stoic woman says, can I give you a hug? And I was like, oh no mentally because i'm like she's not a hugger type and if she's hugging me this isn't good so she's she starts hugging me i'm crying and she tells me that i need to see something called a maternal fetal medicine specialist but they won't see anyone until 14 weeks and that they're not going to be able to know whether they're conjoined or mono mono really until then my doctor said that her office was going to start doing weekly demise checks every single week until 14 weeks to see if the twins were still alive or not up until I was at 14 weeks. I felt floored. And you've been listening to Lex Ginger's story of her pregnancy. And it's one of the greatest moments in a couple's life when they find out that there's a baby. And it's also one of the most worrisome moments of a life. Will the baby be healthy? Will the baby survive? 
We've done a lot of segments on miscarriage here on this show because it's real and the grief is profound. And Ronald Reagan signed into law the infant loss bill in 1984. And he called it one of his most important, just to give recognition to what happens to women and their husbands when a baby is lost in the womb. When we come back, more of the story of Lex Ginger's story, what happens next, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OAS. And we continue with Lex Ginger's story. And we're about to hear what happens next after hearing, well, just the worst possible news a woman could hear. And worse, her husband, who wanted to be there, he wasn't there. And she didn't even have a phone nearby. Let's pick up where we last left off. I get my phone that I left in my car and I call my husband, bawling my eyes out. He's probably confused. And he immediately takes off from work, meets me at the house. I'm just curled up in bed crying and he's, you know, holding me and just tell me everything's gonna be all right. And it was just a lot to take because the thing about mono mono twins too is that if they were to demise, which is the medical term for, you know, twin death, it's any moment because the tangling, the compressing, it can be, it's minute by minute. It's not something that you can predict and it's not something you're gonna feel. And it, it was just a feeling of overwhelming sadness. And I just felt like there's no way I'm gonna even make it past 12 weeks, how sad is this? And I'm just crying and Pat was like, you know, she says it's 50%, like you're thinking 50% negative, but there's 50% of cases that can make it. And like, why not us? I ended up making it to 14 weeks. At this point, we had already had received the results for the gender of the twins. Another interesting thing about mono-mono twins is that 75% of the pregnancies are girls. And mono-mono twins are always identical. They don't know why mono-mono twins are overwhelmingly girls, but the theory is that the female fetuses are stronger and can handle the tangling and the compressing better than boy fetuses, so to speak. But I was just, I was so sad. And I was like, it'll just make it tougher if I know the gender and I miscarry and I'm just gonna be so sad. And at this point, I remember it was, my sadness was so bad that my husband would leave for work and I would be in bed and he'd get back home and I would be in the same spot. I hadn't moved. And it also doesn't help if, <laughs> if you're so morning sick. Meanwhile, all of this going on, I'm studying for the bar to become a licensed attorney, which is one of the most stressful times in a young attorney's life just in general. So my husband was like, we, you really need to start seeing a therapist that potentially like a trauma therapist that can walk you through this and help you reframe things. And so that's what I did. It really put me in a better mind frame. I started to delve into the bar study because I felt like it was a good distraction and it helped me get to those like appointments to appointments. I almost felt like I lived for those weekly appointment checks and it actually helped studying for the bar. I don't know how many people say like studying for a bar is a treat, but for me, it was a great distraction. So we made it to 14 weeks, which was gonna be the MFM appointment. So since we made it to 14 weeks, we decided like, let's do the gender. Like we, we made it this far. And I remember knowing, I'm like, they're gonna be girls because they're always girls. And we did just a little dinner with, with family and we did the one, two, three cut open that cupcake and dang it if that icing wasn't blue. <laughs> we were over the moon, we were excited because honestly, we didn't care if they're boys or girls. We just wanted healthy babies. And I remember when we got home, my husband was like, okay, well, we only have two boy names ever on our list before we ever even had kids. We just had tons of girl names and then we just had two boy names, Maxwell and Miles. And he goes, well, that makes it easy. We got Maxwell and Miles. And I looked at him and I'm like, oh, we can't name them. Like, that's bad luck. Like, 
like, what if they don't make it? And and I, I can't, I don't know if I can handle like them having names. And my husband looks at me, he's like, Max and Miles are gonna make it, so I don't know what you're talking about. So positive all the time, and it was extremely helpful, because I think if you have two people that believe the world is ending, it would be a very tough marriage, but it's a good balance. And he wanted us to have a baby shower, and I said, oh no, no, we can't have a baby shower, we're gonna jinx things, what if we like lose them right before, and we're gonna have to call everyone. And I remember I talked to my therapist, and I remember telling her, I said, what if they don't make it? And she goes, and what if they don't? And I go, well then I'm gonna have to call everyone and tell them that they didn't make it. And she goes, well can you assign someone to do that for you, so you don't have to do that emotional baggage? And I said, well, of course I can. And she goes, okay, well then why else don't you want a baby shower? And I remember saying, I'm like, I don't know, it, it will kind of be embarrassing if maybe we have the baby shower and then I lose them next day. And she goes, is that really gonna be, you know, embarrassing? And I said, well, it's not gonna be embarrassing. It's just gonna be very sad. And she told me, she's like, well, is it gonna be more or less sad just because you had a party for them? And I said, well, no, not for me. It'll be sad either way. It'll be devastating either way. And she says, okay, well then you take that what you will. We go to my maternal fetal medicine specialist and she kind of gives me the news. I'd already looked up some things on Google, which I do not recommend if you have a high-risk pregnancy. But my MFM told me the boys are monoamniotic, monochorionic twins. They have separate blood flows and they are not conjoined. But they're definitely monoamniotic, monochorionic. This is a very um, potentially dangerous pregnancy for the twins. And my MFM kind of gave me the bomb that I knew was coming, which was at somewhere between 24 and 26 weeks, you'll have to be admitted into the hospital and you'll have to be monitored on a schedule. It's gonna be grueling. And you're going to have to have a plan C-section between 32 and 34 weeks. And she said, our hospital that our group is associated with, we don't have 24-hour OBGYNs on staff. And she said, you're gonna have to go to a research hospital. You're also gonna wanna be at the research hospital because they have a level four NICU. So if your twins make it, you wanna have the best NICU care possible and our team cannot provide that for you. That's a lot of information to take. Obviously, it kind of made it more scary to hear that like the big labor hospital in town um, can't take you because you're too high risk. So at 14 weeks, I get moved over to a completely new group and I find some just wonderful doctors. But I remember my very first point with an OBGYN was at 18 weeks. And I remember I went to this 18 week appointment and this doctor is flipping through my file and she kind of, I remember just kind of says it, not in a kind way, um, very blunt, said, you know one of your twins has a marker for Down syndrome? And I was like, no, <laughs> I've never been told that. And she goes, yep, they have a little spot in their brain and kind of just keeps flipping through the file and doesn't pause to like, let me process information. I said, okay. And then she keeps flipping, she goes, oh, by the way, we notice here that one of the twins has one hole in his heart and the other one has two holes in the heart. So you're gonna have to start seeing a fetal cardiologist. And then just kind of keeps moving on. She didn't have the best bedside manner is what I'm trying to say. She kept dropping bombs and just would keep moving on the conversation. I had a lot going on. Obviously, it was a lot of really tough medical information to take, but I kept just trying to stay on the path of positivity. At the time, I still was studying for the bar, and I remember when I was five months pregnant, it was time for me to go take the bar. This was maybe a week before my planned baby shower at 22 weeks. You have to do a baby shower early because, you know, you're gonna go to the hospital. And 
I remember I woke up that morning and I just cried and I said, Patrick, I cannot take the bar. I, you know, I have been so nauseous. I've hardly been able to study to the amount I really would like. I, I can't, it's a waste of my time to go. And you know, I'm, I'm feeling nauseous. I, I think I'm gonna stay home. And he tells me, he's like, Lex, what do you got to lose? He's like, if anything, you're, you'll just, just sit there. He goes, you don't even have to fill out a bubble. And I said, you know what, babe, you're right. And in, in Florida, the bar is a two day event and it's three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon. So it's a total of 12 hours of test taken. Woo! And I remember after the second day, I got in the car and my husband was so, he's like clapping. He's like, you did it, you did it. And I was just bawling my eyes out. And I said, Pat, there's no way I passed. He goes, I'm gonna take you to hibachi. Cause he knows I love hibachi, especially when I was pregnant. I started crying at the hibachi place. I mean, I was a real mess. I don't know if it was the test, the hormones or just feeling, you know, down about everything. but. I was proud of myself that I at least had sat there and had taken it. So the next week I had a bunch of friends fly in from all over. Our baby shower was probably 150 people. It was quite the, quite the event. And it was just like a very beautiful day having everyone together and celebrating the babies. And everyone was just so happy and I'm very happy looking back that I had a baby shower. And you've been listening to Lex Ginger's story. And what a story it is indeed. The news just kept getting worse for her, learning that Max and Miles, one of them had a hole in the heart, one had two, and one of them had a marker for Down syndrome, and during that whole time, she also had to sit for the bar exam. When we come back, more of Lex Ginger's story, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we continue with Our American Stories and with Lex Ginger, sharing her story of why she decided to celebrate a twin pregnancy that only had a 50% chance of making it. Back to Lex with the rest of her story. In the next week, I was going to be inpatient in the hospital. I remember people thought I was crazy. So I pull up with like a pallet of objects. I had this little plastic drawer set from Target. I had a little laundry basket. I had brought my own mattress topper. I had brought my own Wi-Fi diverter. I'd even brought a little rug. I brought a shower curtain. I had brought everything. But you know, you think that's crazy, but you're you're also living there for potentially two months. You might as well make it a little comfortable. And so I did. <laughs> I was 25 weeks is when I decided to become inpatient. And around that time, the results for the bar came out. I had no sights that I had passed whatsoever. And then I look at my number and it says, pass, pass, pass. You're a licensed attorney. I, woo, I got so excited that my heart monitors went off. I had nurses and doctors run into my room like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I was like, I'm an attorney! And everyone starts like clapping. <laughs> I told everyone about these results that were coming out. And I remember thinking, well, oh shoot, to actually become a licensed attorney after passing, you have to still be sworn into the bar. And usually these swear-in ceremonies, you know, they don't take place in hospitals, right? And I couldn't leave the premises. My husband at the time was working at the public defender's office and his boss, Julianne Holt, is someone who can swear people in. She's the public defender of our county. And he asked her if, you know, she could come down to the hospital and swear me in. And she agreed and that was just so sweet. And I remember the day came, it was maybe like a week later and I got all gussied up. And my husband comes in my room and he was like, hey, why don't we go down to the conference room? There's, there's gonna be more space there. And I was like, but I, but I cleaned my room. I remember saying, I'm like, but I cleaned my room. And he's like, no, no, you definitely wanna come to the conference room. Like she needs lots of space to do the swearing in ceremony. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And I remember kind of like waddling in these little heels down, <laughs> down the hallway. And I opened the conference room and I didn't hear a surprise. I heard surprise, cause no one wanted to scare a pregnant lady. But in the room, it was my nursing staff, some doctors, friends and family. And they'd all come in to see me get sworn in, which is just, Oh my gosh, was just so special. And I got sworn in in the maternity ward. I have no idea if anyone else ever has been. Um, 
but it felt very special and unique. <laughs> and it was just a very, very cool moment. There is only really four study on mono-mono twins. It's very difficult for them to do big, solid studies. And the end of every single one of the study is, the only thing you can do is monitor. We really have no further information, more research needed, which is not something you wanna read um, when it comes to your high-risk pregnancy, because the answer is there's no real, you know, set way to deal with it medically. They said that they considered me to be their most high-risk patient, you know, that they had at the hospital at the time. So they put me in the room right next to the OR. And MFM, I ended up having quite lovely chats with him. He was one of the head MFMs, and he said, uh, <laughs> he said, you know, we have a lot of cases on this floor, but the only one that keeps me up at night is yours. And I was like, I don't know. It, <laughs> and we just kind of chuckled. I have that kind of sense of humor. I'm like, I know, I'm not getting any sleep either. And he would come and make sure that he was at all of my ultrasound appointments with me as well, because I think he wanted to see with his own eyes how they were progressing. Um, and I appreciate that. I also got very close with a resident who was a resident for an OBGYN, Dr. Dean. And I remember she had the coolest black nail polish. So I made it to my 32 week. I had been able to, for my C-section, to pick out my entire team. And I remember I asked also the resident, Dr. Dean, can you be there? And she said, I can't because I'm a night shift doctor and your C-section schedule for the morning, you have to pick morning doctors. And I said, okay, so, you know, the day comes, I'm 32 weeks, I made it to my day. And I remember not even being nervous because I just felt like an overwhelming sense of calm and success that I even had made it to 32 weeks. We walked to the next door because they had literally put me next to the OR and they tell you like, you're gonna feel a little nauseous potentially. You might feel a little shaky. They kind of start prepping me. My husband's still not in the room. They don't, they don't grab the partner at my hospital until it's like kind of like game time, game time. So there's a lot to do before then. But that's kind of scary because you know, you don't have a family member in there with you. And I remember feeling like all of a sudden this wave of nausea just hits me really bad. And I remember just thinking like, I feel so sick, I feel so sick, I feel so sick. I was like, I think I'm gonna throw. And I look over and someone grabs my hand and it's, a hand with black nail polish. And I look up and it's Dr. Dean. And she goes, Lex, I'm right here. And I'm like, Dr. Dean, how are you here? And she was like, I got special permission by the hospital to be present at your C-section. I won't be you know, doing anything. I just got off night shift, but they're allowing me to be here with you like a support person. It was such just like this beautiful moment. And I remember thinking, I'm like, Dr. Dean, am I dying? Cause I feel really sick. And she goes, you are the most alive person in this room, Lex. Like your stats are amazing. She was reading them out to me. And then at a certain point she says, hey, let me go get your husband for you. It was time. They brought in Pat and they told me, they're like, okay, these are gonna be 32 week babies. So you know they might come out and they might not be screaming, but it's game time. They pulled out the twins back to back and if they were not screaming, they were screaming, cute as can be, healthy boys. They were born with an APGAR score of nine out of 10, which is better for even just like a regular full-term baby. Great color, great size for their age, you know, good lungs, everything. And so we were actually able in the C-section room to take, you know, photos with them. My husband was able to cut their cord. In the room there was probably, cause each baby had two NICU teams. My husband says there was probably 25 people in the operating room. He says it was wild, like it was <laughs> crazy. Miles was born at a weight of three pounds, 14 ounces, and Max was three pounds, 13 ounces. And they pulled them out at random, you know, they're in the same sack together. And the NICU team brought them down and they did really great in the NICU. Max did have two holes in his heart, Miles had one, but they were 
pretty small. One of the first things they did was do the cardiology scan with their cardiologist who had seen me. And he said, you know, I have a feeling these are gonna close by one years old and gosh darn they did. At one years old, they got confirmed that they had closed and that we would never have to, for this, see a cardiologist for them again in their life. So that was like a real blessing. They were, you know, just healthy boys. And at that point, it no longer mattered that they were in a mono-mono twin pregnancy. Uh, they were only in the NICU for 30 days, which is pretty pretty great. And uh, we brought them home and it's it's been wonderful since then. I think a big part of me celebrating the boys, even though we got this scary high-risk diagnosis, is that, you know, I did have, and I still do have these issues with fertility. The fact that I got pregnant and was able to hold a pregnancy, let alone a high-risk one, is truly amazing. There was a doctor at around 10 weeks that, you know, we were talking about everything. I hadn't seen her before. And she was the only doctor at that point that had seen a mono-mono pregnancy, but it had seen it end in a stillbirth. And she looked at me and she goes, well, you know, you can just get a termination. And I look at her and I was like, well, I mean, we do know that, but we just kind of, we, we want to, we want to try. And she was like, kind of gave me a look like, okay, like, kind of like, you know, it's going to be tough. But you know, I let her know, no, you know, we are continuing on, onward, onward and upward, hopefully. But um, it was really hard and I don't wanna, you know, downplay that, it was very depressing. When I say I refuse to set up a nursery, I refuse. I said, I cannot come home if they don't make it and see a whole setup crib and I can't do it. I was like, that's the one thing, Pat, I can't do. So we had a whole room filled with boxes. And once the boys were born, that's when I was like, okay, we made it, here we are. Um, and I called my family and, you know, I was recovering from a C-section and like 10 of my family members came over and set up the whole nursery for us while the boys were in the NICU. We have two healthy boys now. <laughs> They're very different. Max is more stoic. He's the most adventurous, like he has no fears, which is always a little scary as a parent, right? He just goes head first into anything he's doing and he doesn't think twice. You then get his brother, Miles, who is a little bit of, you know, he's a little bit more, I don't wanna say a worry word, but he definitely thinks twice before everything. Like he's just much more like aware of the potential dangers around him, so to speak, even for a three-year-old. He's always reeling back his brother, Max. Max is, you know, about to jump off the top of the playground, he'll be the one holding the shirt, you know? So even though they're identical twins, they're very different, very different. They just started baseball and basketball, which is so cute at the age of three, because you know, they don't know what they're doing, but it's really, really sweet. And they seem to really love getting outside and doing that. And they're just, you know, typical fun little boys and just in real sweeties. We feel like very blessed, very blessed. And a terrific job on the production by Madison Derricott. And a special thanks to Lex Ginger for sharing her story, her husband Patrick, and her two beautiful boys, Miles and Max. It's a story about so many things, about faith, about optimism, about love. That swear-in ceremony in that conference center, just spectacular. You almost wanted to wish in some way you could have been there for something so special. And the way the medical community in this country works, how they come to the aid of folks. It's a beautiful, precious system we have filled with people like that lady with the black nail polish, Dr. Dean. A beautiful story about love, birth, and life. Lex Ginger's story here on Our American Stories.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.